Hello, my name is Tom Chick. You are listening to the Quarter to Three Games podcast, where we talk to the people who make the forum what it is about the games that matter to them. Today we are here with Jupiter Jones. That's how you know him. His real name is Steve Fulton. Steve, hello. And the first thing that I think I and others might be curious about, what the heck is Jupiter Jones? Okay, Jupiter Jones is a character from an old book series, uh, Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators, which is like a kids-oriented book series written in the 60s. And like an actually, en- Encyclopedia Brown kind of thing, like a mystery? It's like that, but they're, they're, they're like longer format, I guess. You know, they're I, like actual novels. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the, the, um, it, I, it was one of my favorite book, book series back in the day. And, um, and the mysteries are always really interesting. Anyway, the, one of the main characters is that name. Um, however, uh, there's two other characters, Bob Andrews and Pete Crenshaw. And I'm actually more like one of those other guys. But, <laughs> but the, that name, you know, if you name yourself Pete Crenshaw, who, that just looks like a regular guy, right? <laughs> so Jupiter Jones, people have actually, you know, you know, will, will, will ping me and say, oh, yeah, I know, I know that. Oh, I, I know what you're doing with that you know, the name and, you know, so some people get it, but uh, that's the only reason. And the real reason why I I picked that name is when I, you know, joined your forum, I don't know, a decade ago, not quite, but um, I, you know, felt like an an interloper. So I decided that that name would be, whatever stupidity I did would be that guy, right? (laughs) Now, why would you feel like an interloper? What does that mean? I have, I had no, see, I was a, I followed your reviews back in the, uh, I mean, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I even emailed you once and said, you know, Hey, I think your, you know, your reviews are great. Um, you know, where's a place I can find out about your reviews. And then you never responded. I'm like, okay, maybe this guy's an ass. Maybe he doesn't want anybody to, to talk to him. So, um, so when I found out about the, the, uh, both of the b- board, I, went on, but, you know, kind of like, well, you know, who knows? Who knows if he wants people there that, you know, aren't really, you know, his friends or anything, so. Well, you're not an interloper. We're very glad to have you, and I apologize for never getting back to you. Oh, come I, on. I mean, this this is, this is, that was, that wasn't a big deal, but, you know, I was just thinking, hmm, you know, what. But you know what, you know what, Steve, I mean, that's very gracious of you to say, but I've, I've every now and then, like, emailed people out of the blue, and. And I always I, I know what that's like, like to email someone and say something nice to them and then they're jerks and they say nothing back. So I I, I think my email was down that day. Otherwise, I totally would have gotten back to you. Uh, <laughs> so I say I always think of myself, you know, I'm the one guy on the board who or maybe who's an, an bona fide Tom Chick fan. You know, I'm here because I'm actually a fan of Tom Chick's reviews. <laughs> well, uh, the, the we also get a lot of people who want to join the forum who sort of sheepishly confess, hey, I'm not in the games industry, but I'd like to be on the forum. And I never, I, I don't know how we got this rep of being like only for people in the industry or only for people who, you know, know me or stuff that Mark has written. Mark I don't, I thought it was journalists at the beginning. You know, I saw like Jeff Green there and I'm like, wow, you know, I've heard these, you know, obviously Gary Witta too, you know, I've heard of these guys before. I can't believe they're actually on this forum, so... We're a clicky group, but we definitely want everyone else in in with us. So, uh, so okay. So you're one of the old timers. Uh, you, I found out, live here in Southern California, like mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You have what sounds like an awesome job in that you work 
at some place where they make toys. Is that 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 is absolutely true? I work at, at Mattel Toys, and you go in and you just play with uh, not Legos, Playmobil toys or whatever all day. Is that correct? It's it's Barbie and Hot Wheels all day long. <laughs> so those are the big Mattel things. Is that those that and um they do they have Fisher Price is uh, the... oh that's Mattel oh that's kind of what is the biggest. I don't want to get too businessy here, but I'm curious. What is the biggest part of Mattel? Like, is it Barbie? Hot Wheels has got to be on the outs. Is that correct? Is Hot Wheels doing well? Um, Hot Wheels is okay. okay. Um, Barbie's huge, but Barbie has kind of, you know, been going down the last few years. Um, I'd say that the biggest. I think Fisher Price does like two million, two billion dollars a year. Barbie does about one point five billion. Hot Wheels is five hundred million, something like that. So. Um, Hot Wheels is a little bit on the way up, and Barbie's been beaten down by brats and stuff. That's what I was going to say is, yeah, Barbie's probably not, like, street enough, or Barbie's so entrenched in the 50s, I would think. Uh, like, it, it seems like it would be hard to make her – what do I know? Like, but, but I would think it would be hard to make her, like, relevant to modern audiences, little girls. I mean, that's been – you know, curiously, that's kind of been our job there for the past, you know, 10 years. Um, we, you know, I've been working on the, on the web, you know, the games on the web for them. And our job has been trying to do exactly that. You know, what do you take, how do you take, you know, a brand that appeals to uh 50 year old women and make it appeal to <laughs> six year old girls at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now you are a family guy for, you have, uh, is it just one daughter? I have three, three daughters. Holy cat. So you're uniquely qualified uh, to do any of your daughters, are any of them into Barbie? One of them is into Barbie. What went wrong with the other two? Well, nothing went wrong. One of them is, um, is more of a tomboyish kind of girl. Not really tomboyish. She just, she, she ended up, she started her, uh, her life with my, my dad and mom taking care of her. My dad was really into playing dinosaurs with her. So she did all of her nurturing with little plastic dinosaurs, if you can <laughs> believe that. And um, the second one kind of like Barbie, and the third one is really into Barbie. So it, it may be that you know it's been filtering down over the years. Mm-hmm. And what is what is the age spread, if I may ask? Um, they're four years apart. So one is eleven, one is seven, and one is three, but will be four soon. You must have your hands full. How do you you don't have any time to play video games? Well, that's how I well <laughs> you know one of the things is I strategically place video games in places where I might have some alone time. If you know what that means. Um, so I have a DS, and now I have an i, you know, an iPod Touch. So I will be be, be able to do a lot of gaming that way. Uh-huh. Um, I I was got into when they were in the heat of it, you know, about six years ago. I got into um, playing R, uh, RPGs on the DS because I could, right? That was the only place I could play anything. Um, and and but I I have got them into some games, you know, uh-huh. obviously. So. So we do play some stuff, but nothing really hardcore. The last really hardcore game I played that someone would consider hardcore was uh, Counter-Strike back in, like, 1999. Wow, Steve. Wow. Ouch. (laughs) Now, I would imagine, though, it must be hard, for instance, jockeying for TV time, like in terms of playing a console game. That that can't be easy. That all happens after 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Get the console. Unless, you know, um, know, with Xbox Live Arcade, I can buy which is now my favorite place to buy games, I can pretty much buy anything um, that uh, that they can play too. You know, so Pagle is huge in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bookworms Adventures is huge in my house. Um, you know, the uh, obviously Wii Sports and stuff, but they, you know, they, they actually don't like that as much as you'd think. Wii Sports? 
not really. They kind of, you know, it's okay, but um, uh, not really. It sounds like your daughters are savvy. They're they're sort of hip to the gimmick of the Wii. <laughs> they are hip to the gimmick. They like the idea of it, but I think you know, um, I I I think I'm the same way too. Like I love the idea of it, but uh, and I probably you know color their view a little bit. Um, but I I um you know I'm I think there's two good Wii games have been made, and I'm I'm still waiting for the next one. You say two? Come on, that 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 I didn't have to ask. What are the two good Wii games? Okay, three. There's actually three. There's uh, Wii Sports Resort, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort. Uh, Wii Fit Plus is great because it has that kind of Mario game that you run on the balance board. Um, oh you know, God, I cannot stand game. that, Steve. <laughs> I I loathe that with the the fire of a thousand suns. Well, and he, well, here's here's the reason why it pisses me off, and I I agree with you a little bit, is that um. If I take my feet off the balance board, it resets itself. And so, so here's what I'm what I'm pissed off about is Nintendo had a, had an idea and then they ruined it by making me have to exercise to do it. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> now, and why don't you describe for our listeners, and then I want to hear what the third good Wii game is. But describe for the people listening what this thing is that you're talking about that I think is is an abomination to God and man. <laughs> okay, so you um, it's like a 3D uh, Super Mario Brothers, and your job is to um, move your shift your weight on the balance board to run forward, and then you have to kind of shift up to jump. Um, and the idea is kind of like a 3D super you know platform game that you're playing with your body. And the idea I think is really good, but the implementation is is um, is leaves a lot to be desired. But I still think there's a lot of a, a lot of potential there. So someone does something good with it. Even with just hearing you describe that, Steve, I'm getting cold sweats. I totally understand. <laughs> it's it's really to me like the worst part of a platformer, like the worst part of jumping puzzles and timing moving platforms when you step on this platform and then that platform and uh except with a terrible control scheme using the balance board. I, I understand the novelty of it and it is cute to look at, but having tried to get through some of those because you're timed. Yes, basically you are timed. For, for how many of the levels you can get through. Uh well, all I'm going to say is after hula hooping for 10 minutes, it's kind of fun to try to go do it. And now, so those are two. What is the third good Wii game? Uh, Boom Blocks is the... Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Boom Blocks is a good... Now, there, I'm not saying there aren't other great games on the Wii. What I'm saying is those are good Wii games, meaning actually use the technology in a way right. that was interesting. So there are other good games. But I got a ton, you know, I bought like 50 or something, so... Um, and some most a lot of them are horrible. But the best, I say, the best Wii game on the Wii is the Williams Pinball. That is that I, I can't stop playing. Now, have you played with your daughters uh, House of the Dead Overkill? I have not played that. No. Okay, they might enjoy that. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm being completely facetious. It's a very, very R-rated game. I would uh, hate you to think I'm serious in the show. No, I, I do not think you're serious, and I think my wife would kill me if I even men- mentioned that. So. <laughs> well, this actually, Steve, makes me so. You know, I'm a single guy. I live alone. I uh, can play whatever I want, whenever I want. I I have the excuse that I can do it for work too. It's a, it's a luxury for me. And and I, listening to you talk, I'm very aware that for a lot of people, gaming is something that they either do in stolen or shared moments. That's exactly it. Um, and uh, so so I I'd, I'd love to tell me how you feel about your daughter's playing video games. Uh, I, I would love to hear from a father's perspective, what is it like raising daughters in 
a, a very different situation than when you and I were kids, and there there wasn't a lot of video gaming. Uh, there are very different forms of entertainment. Uh, what is it like raising three little girls in a world full of video games? Well, I mean, I have been playing games since like '77 or something, right? So, so someone's on someone's Atari 2600 that I stole, borrowed, on borrowed time then too. In before you know Catholic catechism, you know, in the five minutes I play video games, and so. So to me, it's always been there. Um, I always have, you know, secretly have hoped um, when they were born, you know, from the day they're born, I'm like, I can't wait till the day we get to play a game, you know. So I, I've always wanted to do it. Um, I, I do see though that um, that it's a little different from when I was a kid, and maybe it's just from my perspective, in that I, since it was so new and in, in, interesting, I really wanted to do it really badly. Um, but I also knew of a time when there wasn't video games and when, you know, we would do other things like go outside and imagine things, you know, lots of, lots of the time, right? Play stuff outside. And I do see that um, there are so many games, you know, we are so entertained. You know, I can play games on the freaking, you know, DVR box, you know, for the cable box. I can play a game everywhere. You know, I look on the iPhone, I got a billion games. I'm a little, I do get a little concerned that, that that's all they'll do, right? Or that's that's you know, I mean, they they even want to put a D, uh, you know a DVD player in the back of the car, right? And I forget it. You know, I want them to look out the window at least for a second, you know, when we're going on a trip, so they can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some sense, I worry a little bit that that um, that they will that they will think that you know you're supposed to spend too much of your time doing it. But you know, on the other hand. Um, I still want to play with them, so I try to make time to play games with them, you know, as much as I possibly can. Um, even to the point where, uh, you know, unheard of for me, I'll give up the controller and watch them play, which is what I would never do when I was a kid. You know, I always wanted to be in control, mm-hmm. but I'll, I, I have the ability to actually sit there and do it. Um, you know, but in a general sense, I think it's okay for them to play games, and I encourage it. Um, I think it's a he- healthy thing for them to do um, in in you know, certain stints and after they've done their homework and stuff. But um, I, I, I do get worried about how many there are. Now, did your – so you, uh, you not only live with three girls, you have a wife uh-huh. who, who grew up at a time when girls didn't necessarily play games. And she still doesn't play video games at all. So what is that like? Like, are you sort of the games evangelist in the house? Is she on board with that? How, how does that work? Well, she's, a, she's also a teacher – and um and she does like games like board games and stuff mm-hmm. um and she does like games to some extent um but it's um it's a little difficult to be the games evangelist when sometimes it seems like I'm evangelizing um them to waste their time which I don't think I am but um you know uh um there's lots of other things they could be doing like reading books for example but they're all such voracious readers that you know I think we did that one pretty well um, so it, it's sometimes it, it does cause a little friction, to be honest, mm-hmm. about about how you know how to break up the time. That's why I try. That's why you know um, I haven't. I say I haven't played a hardcore game. The, the truth is I haven't. You know I have Dragon Age, for example. You know I played some hardcore games, but not not to the extent. I've never played a Grand Theft Auto, for example. Never even seen it being played. Um, because anytime I was there, my kids would be there, you know, and I w- didn't want to expose them to it. Right. Um, so it's that sort of thing. So I am the evangelist, but, you know, I do I do have a some limits as to what I would, you know, expose them to. 
So you mentioned uh, you mentioned things like Peggle. Uh, what, what do you look for? What, what, what do you what do you look for when you think of something you want to share with your daughters? And this will tie a little bit into the games that that we're going to talk about today specifically. Uh, but tell me what you look for when you think, okay, I've got three little girls. There's me. What are some things we can share time with? For instance, well, uh, boom blocks. By the way, uh, is that is that a boy thing? Like, do they like knocking down blocks and stuff, and 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 whacking the little animals around? One of them loves the the oldest one can't get enough boom blocks, uh-huh. um, and then one of the middle ones, and it really goes along with their personalities because the middle one is more um, more is more attuned to other people's feelings, mm-hmm. and she's really. She, and she doesn't like boom blocks at all, but she gets frustrated with kind of sports stuff in general. Um, and the little one's too little to play, but she wants to play it. Uh, however, they while they shy away from hitting the animals, the blocks knocking the blocks down they couldn't get enough of. I, I, and I don't necessarily think that is a that whole the whole thing about knocking things down is necessarily gender specific because um, okay. I've seen them knock my stuff down all the time. <laughs> In 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 RL yes, in real life both analog yeah. things. Okay. Just last night, you know, I set up the Jenga just so we could play, and the little one came by and knocked the whole thing down before <laughs> I had a chance to do anything. So, so what what do you look for then? What works best in terms of sharing time with your girls in ter- in video games? Well, I will say that um, that it it works two player games um, if we can play on the screen at the same time. So, say like a Lego Star Wars, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. However, you know, um, the control, you know, they have to vary, the controls have to be varied. So there are, you know, one of them can't do, you know, the controls at all. So um, that those are games that I have to be in control of. Uh, but I'll say, like, build, obviously building games where you're building something, um, you're designing people, you know, they could do Sims and design people for the rest of their lives. I think they'd be happy with it. Um, and, uh, and again, like the, like, like the game we we're going to talk about, Roller Coaster Tycoon, has always been a huge hit because you you get to kind of take some of those childhood fantasies and make them real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me that was one. I mean, that was one of the games I wanted to expose them to the most. You know, starting out right. um, was that. Now, before we talk about that, I want to ask you about a couple of specific games. I'm curious if you've tried because I'm curious if they work in a situation like this with your daughters. Uh, have you seen Mario Galaxy, Super Mario I Galaxy? I have Super Mario Galaxy. Um, now, does that work? Because what you can do is one player, like presumably the adult who's more handy with the controls, can control Mario and, and do all the platforming stuff. And I think in two-player, it lets another player use the Wiimote to just point at the screen and pick up stars. I does that know keep that. One of the key, that would yeah. be... I have to try. I do have it. I think I've played it twice um, because the perspective um, on Christmas morning, like, made someone, you know, throw up. Um, <laughs> Not literally throw up. You no, made just nod. have to leave the okay. room. And so if that happens, you know, usually if there's some sort of conflict like that, I'll just move on to another game. You know, it's I'm not that tied to it, although I did go back to it when I was alone and try to play it. Um so yeah, that would be great. You know, I have to go try that and see how that would work. I, I did, like I would be curious if that would engage their attention enough. I mean, I guess if it's it's where they enjoy watching it and there's enough going on visually. But I always felt as a two player game, you know, I have a bunch of guys come over and join me every Thursday night and we goof around and play games, and none of them is gonna be is is gonna want to play the second guy with the Wiimote just pointing at stars. But I I would imagine I would be curious a little girl that would probably engage her. I well, I think the the littlest one probably would engage, and the one that doesn't like doesn't necessarily like conflict would probably like that too. Um, right. The older one would want to grab the Wiimote from me and play on her own. 
have you tried Pikmin by any chance? You know, I I've seen that. I was sort of sort of appalled that they re-released it, you know, for thirty bucks, and it was the same game they had that I could pick up for like four dollars at the store, you know, used. But um, with Wiimote support now, that's I, what your thirty bucks is paying for. <laughs> I, I totally understand what you're saying with the Wiimote support. Um, no, I've never played Pikmin, and and I'll tell you the truth, I never played a Nintendo game until sometime in 2005. Um, I had a friend had a Nintendo, had a you know NES back back in you know the 80s. Um, and I might have played Mario Brother once, but I've never owned one. I never had one. And so I'm really sort of – I really had to pick up all that stuff in the last few years. Um, part of it to – just because I never did it and part of it because I actually wanted the kids to be relevant. You know, I, I I pull out all these bizarre games and they can't even talk to their friends about them. So <laughs> I can already hear the the choruses of dad. Exactly. <laughs> so the the reason I ask about Pikmin though, Steve, is you mentioned one of the the daughters being more sensitive to creatures being hurt and them not wanting to hurt the animals in boom blocks. Pikmin is an adorable game and it's really cute, but it's all about killing your, your little creatures <laughs> have to die. It's about acceptable losses and the trade off in terms of like casualties and getting jobs done. And I could imagine that in some sense, being really traumatic to someone who, who, for whom it works, this sense of getting attached to these cute little creatures. I'll tell you what, that sounds like something I would avoid, like on purpose. Like I say, oh, that sounds like fun to me, but someone's going to get traumatized by this. Yeah. I'm going to hear about this tonight. No <laughs> one's going to get to sleep tonight because they're going to be worried about the Pikmin getting killed by dad. And, and the Pikmin, too, they make these pitiable little moans and their little ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but I I love the game, but I can't help but think this is this is a terrible thing to show little kids. You know these adorable cartoon creatures being killed en masse. You're you're sending them to their slaughter. Yeah, that um that sounds exactly like something I would have to avoid. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so one of the games, so the game that you want to talk about today, uh, and one that you said has really worked for, I think you said at least one of your daughters is yes. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Right. Yes. Exactly. Now, this, by the way, is an ancient. When here's a question: When did the first roller coaster tycoon game come out? Do you know offhand? Well, if you remember, um, uh, the theme park game came out like in the in the early '90s. As a bullfrog one. Bullfrog game, right? And then I think Chris Sawyer, you know, was inspired by that, mm -hmm. um, and he did it. You know, after he did his transport tycoons, he did uh, roller coaster tycoon in '99. At least that's the date that I have on it, but I could swear it came out in 98. But, you know, I'm probably wrong. Maybe I got the demo in 98 and played the crap out of it, and then and then it, it was released in early 99. So you were on board from the very beginning then? I was on board from the demo on, because I played Theme Park, um, and it, it, it really frustrated me because you couldn't – you'd get just to the point where you could build a ride, and then you run out of money. Um and and so I always wanted a game where I could you know I could actually build something. And it seemed like Roller Coaster Tycoon, the the idea was to actually build roller coasters, not to frustrate you into uh, into not doing anything like mm -hmm. Theme Park did. Now, real quick timeline wise, so your oldest daughter hadn't been born yet. It almost sounds like your your wife was pregnant while you were playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. With yeah, so she was she was either she was either just born or or uh, well, if it was ninety nine, she was just born. So that was me stealing back some time to uh, to you know go uh, go play something. And now, so I presume then it was one of the later games where you actually, I'm guessing you sat your daughter in your lap and you're like, hey, look at this. Like it was yeah. later on where you showed 
your oldest daughter roller coaster tycoon? I showed her the original with the with the I think I had the one with all the I bought every single, you know, roller coaster tycoon labeled thing ever created, including the board game, by the way. Um, oh, there's a board game. There's a board game. It's um it's horrible, but but it but at least, you know, it's very colorful and looks just like the package. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh so go ahead. So one yeah, day you, you so I want to hear about showing your I think your she was about three, um, and I sat her down at the kitchen table Saturday morning, probably as I recall, and um, and I you know booted up the original roller coaster tycoon because I couldn't stand. I think two was out, but two was sort of an abomination. I don't know. It was, it was bizarre that it, it didn't work as well. I don't think as as uh, one, except it had the um, the uh, sandbox. That you could you could play with, um, but I booted up and I think I played the first level and I was trying to show her how to how to lay down um, bathrooms, you know, to show her that you know the strategy for laying down bathrooms and and benches and and uh, for some reason she you know being about three or four she's absolutely fascinated by the fact that you would make bathrooms, but she was more fascinated by the fact that you had to open them, you know, you had to actually press the the play button, you know, the green <laughs> button. That people couldn't just go in automatically, um, and I think that's what started. Then she saw me doing, the, you know, the the 2D roller coasters and stuff, and and she's always been kind of in, into that anyway. Like, you know, she always seemed to be. Uh, I mean, we used to take her to Disneyland all the time. We had Disneyland passes, and um and you know, she probably got colored by that. Um, now, was this? Do you remember? Was this the first time you tried to show her a video game? Uh, let me think. Probably was the first time I tried to show her a video game, mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise I would. At the time, I think the other thing was playing Counter Strike, and I didn't try to show her. <laughs> uh, now tell me what makes Roller Coaster Tycoon different or better than other. So here's the question: Would you call Roller Coaster Tycoon? It's a tycoon game. Uh, could you say it's a city builder too? Like what? I guess well, it's got its own genre, doesn't it? it it's not a, it's not a tycoon game in that every other tycoon game that I played afterwards that named itself after Roller Coaster Tycoon was a piece of crap. Okay, I mean, or, or at least at least I couldn't I did not get enough out of it to uh, to play. I think it it is a little bit like a city builder in that you you have to kind of accommodate for the needs of all your people. Um, which is which is unlike many of the other tycoon games, you know, like a, you know, I guess you'd say like a, I don't know, ski resort tycoon. I guess uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily fall. You don't have to. I don't know if you had to build bathrooms in that one, but um, but in this one, you know, you have to not only you have to accommodate for the people, but it's also the their patterns of what they would do, right? So so if they're going to get off a ride, you know, what are they going to do next, or what would they do before the ride? And you have to think about all those strategies. When you're laying stuff down, um, it's uh, extremely intricate, you know. And you have a, you can lose roller type roller coaster tycoon really easily um, by um, by thinking too grandiose, you know, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, to be honest, I, I, you know, I realized that after roller coaster tycoon came out, there were tons of those tycoon games, um, and I was sort of appalled by it. And I, you know, it, I did see them at the store and. And I, I know I played a few, but none of them ever were even remotely close to what Roller Coaster Tycoon was. Let, let me throw out a couple of things that I think Roller Coaster Tycoon had as a as a hook that I, that I think other games didn't have. And I'd like to hear you address these as I, I mention them. In order to have a good tycoon game, it needs 
uh, like you talked a bit about meet, meeting the needs of the, your patrons, and that's kind of a city builder thing, I, I guess. So it, it, you, you have this idea that there, there are demands upon you and you have to build stuff to, to meet the demands, and that's kind of a city builder thing. Uh, but one of the things that Roller Coaster Tycoon gives that city builder mechanic is tons of personality that comes with being about an amusement park. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously the amusement park is the hook, but if they just did amusement park, like, you know, there's been games like Carnival Tycoon and stuff, and and if it was just the amusement park, it would get old really fast. Now, when you Um, say just the amusement park, do you mean... Uh, like just, without the the strategic gameplay stuff. Yeah, so so what I mean is is with with the thin layer of strategy like you would get from like a kingdom like game, you know, where you might just lay down your businesses, um, and and without with a very thin layer of you know I'm going to drop a carousel here or um, or uh, you know uh, you know how they have all the flat rides and they're fine and stuff. With that, it would be merely interesting. Mm-hmm. The fact that physics are involved. Um, and you have to, and you're you're building, you're you're also building things that need to appeal to people, right? In sort of an aesthetic way, um, like sort of the aesthetics are kind of you know down to like you know mo- motion sickness, but what, whatever. I mean, it's hard to model aesthetics in a game anyway, um, you know, or, or, or appeal of aesthetics. Um, it, it, it makes it, it, it both the strategy and the fact that you're doing something artistic. I think kind of kind of put it over the top. And that, that ties a bit into, I, I think, another part of the appeal of Roller Coaster Tycoon in that by making your rides, that appeals in a way to that train builder mentality. Yeah, uh, and a train, and it's, it, you know, uh, it, curiously, you know, every time I'd start, I would build a train around the entire amusement park just because that's what I thought you needed to do. When you're <laughs> that's mandatory for any good amusement it park. It is, which is why Disney's California Adventure sucks. <laughs> they don't have a train. There's right no around. train that goes around it. There's not. Because that's you get on the train and then it shows you the things you want to go see. I mean, it's such a it's such a shallow it's such a superficial move, like advertising. You know, you ride that train and then they, it shows you the park and you go, oh, I, I got to go over there as soon as we get off the train. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. That's what I would think. You know, I want the people to see the whole thing before they choose what they want to do. So it sounds like you were hip to that when you were making your own parks. Uh, start off with the, the rails around the, the perimeter. Good. Yeah, I did. I did lose lose my shirt fa- fairly quickly though, because I always would bite off more than you could chew. Because you you think about it, roller coaster tycoon. If you look at the number of patrons that show up, it's like under a thousand or a thousand, right? And you're like, well, that's not a real amusement park, you know? It's pl- park at Disneyland gets fifty thousand people a day, but. <laughs> But there are, you know, before you, you know, I realize there are regional amusement parks where a thousand people a day are, you know, is a great day for them. And and that's the scale you have to think about in Roller Coaster Tycoon if you want to be successful. You know, you, you, you think you want to go out and build this this roller coaster that's, you know, giant. But if you build a small roller coaster, you'll probably make a lot of money off of it, even if it's not as exciting as, as you think it would be. And so you really have to think about things not in a in these giant grandiose scale, but actually on a, on a workable scale, and that's that's something that I really that it really kind of taught me, you know, to be honest, is is you know to not lower your expectations, maybe lower your sights, you know, maybe maybe holding a small amount of ground and doing something with it is better than a, than trying to take over a whole whole huge area. Right, you got to walk before you can run. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, now, uh, refresh my memory, Steve. Did Roller Coaster Tycoon have a good set of 
like campaign missions, where there would be a mission that would that would introduce mechanics as it goes, or was it a lot of open sandboxy stuff? No, okay, so so it it um it had multiple missions, and there are, I think five were open at the beginning, and then it would it would add them as you completed them. Ah, right. The missions were. It, it, it's not that it it didn't ramp up like it introduced, you know, hey, in this mission, you know, you're going to create bathrooms. And then when he did it and said, oh, good job, now the next mission. It would be like in this mission, you need to make $1,000 in 20 days. Mm-hmm. And then the next mission would be, oh, you need to fix this park, make it profitable by May, you know, 1999 or whatever. Um, but it didn't. But and while the, while the difficulty ramped up at how hard it was to achieve those goals, um, it didn't. It didn't handhold you through the parts of the of the system. So if you didn't know in in the first mission that you need to put a bathroom at the end of each roller coaster, and um, that it wasn't going to tell you, and you still need to know that by the tenth mission, like that's still an essential element to making sure that your park was was going to work. Mm-hmm. Now, does uh, when when your daughter actually started playing, what was the difficulty like for her? Like, did she have a problem with some of these things? Because, it, it, like you're saying, it expects you to to figure out on your own a lot of the st- strategy parts of the game. Is that something that your daughter ever got into, or did she more just enjoy messing around with parks and building roller coasters and whatnot? Hey, hello, hello, hello. Hello? Ah, I had lost you for a second. You're yeah, back? yeah, something said, I don't know what happened. It said call on mute or something. Sorry about that. Where, where did <laughs> you mute me? Where did you lose me? I, uh, so I, said, I said the most amazing thing. I'm, I'm oh, right. it would have been awesome. No, I was asking you about, uh, so you mentioned that during the missions, it expects you to learn things like about bathroom placement. It doesn't tell you these things. No, it doesn't. But it expects you'll pick them up. So w- as when, far as I recall, it doesn't tell you these things. So was that a problem once your daughter started wanting to play Roller Coaster Tycoon on her own rather than watching you play? Yeah, it was. I mean, the the, the, the I think um, I when I broke down and got the second one, Roller Coaster Tycoon two, and it had the sandbox. She mostly did the sandbox, and and in in the sandbox you could just build and build, and people would show up. Um, and oh, there was, was no there was unlimited money. You couldn't get into a death spiral, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so that was with two. Um, and to be honest, when I started playing with her. Um, and she didn't like the missions that much because they were very hard. Um, that's when I got into just building to building sake with the, with the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, then it kind of lost its strategicness to me. And, and I, I kind of lost interest at that point, but I did play with her, but I, I you know, when, when, when the challenge was gone, you know, uh, it, it sort of, um, I, I sort of, you know, moved on to other things, right. but, but I played with her. Right. Or watched her build stuff and make roller coasters that there's no possible way the train would get around the track. <laughs> now, so that's another thing unique to uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. You mentioned the physics before and that, that the rides would be rated for things like intensity. And I forget what the stats were specifically. Like, was there nausea? There's nausea, yes. Intensity, and I can't remember what the other one was. But they're all, you know, any of them that are over, you know, a peak, you know, the, the people won't even get on the ride. Right. And, and this is something that other tycoon games, uh, it was unique to the setting, of course, and other tycoon games didn't have this rich sub-game. It was almost a sub-game, this whole building uh, a track and, and making a viable roller coaster and, and working out the compromise between people being scared of it and people being re- really wanting to get on it and, and being excited by it. 
Well, if you remember, I don't know if you remember a game called Disney's Coaster. Vaguely. Okay, way back in the early 90s. Anyway, Disney's Coaster. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Now, could you see the, the ride from a first-person view in that? Uh, yes, you could ride it. It gave you like a third-person, a third person, you know, d- design sort of 3D, and then you would ride it. And then at the end, it had like these six or seven generic people who would say, you know, there's the grandma who says, it's too intense. And the teenager's <laughs> like, that was great. So, so, and so I think, you know, I think they, I just want to give them credit. I think they pioneered the idea that you would make a roller coaster and then have, you know, th- these intensity ratings on, you know, whether, whether anyone could, anyone could ride it or not. Right. Not that that game had anything else going for it except for that. Did Theme Park do that? Do you remember? Uh, you know what? My problem with theme park is I never had enough money to finish anything, so it could have, <laughs> very well could have. Uh, so, so your daughter loved the uh, the making just just in sandbox making crazy roller coasters. I one imagine too, right? But then she got older by the time the third one came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third one, you know, I wanted, I bought it because it had a, that fireworks generator, um, and I have been in, you know, a massive you know fan for some reason of computer generated fireworks in games forever ever since i played um pele soccer for the target changes 100 they had this fireworks show at the end and i'm like wow you could do that cool so the fact that this thing had a fireworks show generator i had to see which is actually you know a very small part of the game now remember it was almost like a music program in a way like you would lay out the duration and the when what firework would go off and you would compose like a symphony of fireworks that's exactly it it was like a like a little track laying tracks down and stuff and as in music tracks, right. not not roller coaster track. But yeah, uh, it was it was it was it was cool. I never really got the hang of that either, to be honest. Now, before we get too much into Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, earlier you called Roller Coaster Tycoon Two, and I'm going to quote you, Steve, an abomination. Yeah, you know what? why would you say such a thing? Okay, here's the reason why I say that. Okay. Because um, I think I was affected by the guy. Who, you know, Chris Sawyer is the guy who developed it, mm-hmm. and. And I think what he said when he when he wrote it was that, you know, hey, we, we kind of shoved everything we could possibly shove into this game, you know, and it's 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 pretty much, you know, gone to its limit, you know, of, of what it would be. And, w- and when I played it, it sort of felt that way. So it felt like um, uh, you ever you ever played the Wii Play for the Wii, that that eight game abomination that came I, I i have not because i already have an extra controller okay um it's it's that thing is like everything that should have gone into that they cut from wii sports because it was too crappy to, to go <laughs> in and that's how i felt about the extra rides in roller coaster tycoon 2 okay it, like they had a um they had a miniature golf thing and i'm like cool except like i don't know you just show you choose cho- you to choose from four different um uh you know, uh, uh, holes. And I just seemed like it was the, like the stuff they added shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Right. The B side material. And they're just going to release it and charge you some more money for it. That was exactly it. I was like, well, this could have just been an extra add on pack instead of trying to release something brand new. It, I, I mean, obviously abomination is a bad word, but I mean, it, I, I never liked it as much as the original. Right. I understand. No, I understand the feelings that this isn't really as worthy of a sequel. And actually, now that you're mentioning that, I'm I'm vividly recalling feeling that way about Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, is this does not deserve a number at the end of the title. Yeah. 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 And, and the, I don't know. I and mean, they, they added, you know, the add-on packs also would just add extra objects, but the objects didn't do much in the world. It was just stuff to design with. Right. And, um, and the design was fun, but... You know, I wasn't as much into the design as I was trying to, you know, watch the little people go around and actually ride stuff and, you know. Right. 
Which, by the way, I just want to say that's another thing that I think Roller Coaster Tycoon has that other tycoon games don't have in that it, it's in, it, it's inherently it, it the enthusiasm those little people feel about the rides and when they get off of them it is so infectious. It is, you're right. So I mean, hearing it, and hearing the sound of children giggling and there's it's a game about delighting people. Right, and, and, and you can't yourself not be delighted at that. Like that ambient audio that they recorded at you know wherever the wherever tracks they recorded at some amusement park in the, in the UK. I mean, that's it's fantastic because it's exactly what it sounds like when you're there. Yeah. Um, and it ramps up and down, you know, depending on how close you are to different rides. And the audio is, is really amazing in that game, to be honest. For for like a, such a 2D game, I mean, normally you think like these 2D games were so staid with their sound. And uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's not. Whatever was on focus, you would hear the sounds relative to that to that area. But it didn't cancel out the other stuff. It just it was just like just, you know, the volume upped a little bit. Right, right. Now, so uh, so three comes along. It's a different developer. It's 3D, of course. Uh, they completely rebuilt it. Uh, what did you feel about Roller Coaster Tycoon three? Well, um, I love the idea that you could you would be able to ride the rides. You know, going back to to Coaster, which was a great. That's what I liked about that one, and and the fact that they rated them. I thought it would be great. Especially thought it'd be great because I knew that my daughter, at the time. And there is another one along the way at that time, too, would just dig, you know, making something and be able to write it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it was going to be fantastic. And in fact, I didn't just think it was when I played it. It really was, you know, fantastic. I mean, there, there are some great things in that game that um, I think um, have not been re- replicated in other games since. I, mean, I don't think anyone's even tried to replicate Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Well, isn't uh didn't did you mention to me that Thrillville yes. game? Yes, I did. Did yes. they try to do something similar? So Thrillville's made by Frontier as well. That's the same. That's the people who. Oh, made that's it. right. Yeah, they, they did. Um, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon three, and they did ty- Roller Coaster Tycoon three. You know, under the guidance of the guy who made the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I mean that you know whatever. I mean, uh, uh, the only reason Chris Sawyer is not involved anymore is something with him not getting paid royalties from you know uh, from. Electronic Arts, something, but um, but Frontier made it, and that you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon Two. I'm sorry, I said that was an abomination. No, that is like that's like a gold medal winner compared to Thrillville. Oh no, ouch! <laughs> In Thrillville is there's it's just based on a story, I guess. That the idea is that you've inherited this amusement park from your uncle Pennybags or something, and um. And the idea is that you're going to go around this existing amusement park and you're going to fix it. And you're going to talk to the patrons there and find out what they want. So it's kind of a social aspect. You you walk up to these sort of generic people and, and talk to them. And the kids, you know, you can try to befriend them. And it's it's sort of geared down towards kids. And I thought that my daughter would love it, right, because she liked Roller Coaster Tycoon. I'm like, well, this has got, you know – Kid stuff, and you're, and then you play these mini games, you know. So there's a, on the Wii, you know, it's a bunch of, bunch of, you know, waggle stuff. Um, I thought that she would really dig it, but I think the problem is, it's there's, it's not free form at all. There's spaces that you can build a ride, like you know, a little glowy space, and you know, you find you're like, oh, I can put a roller coaster here. Okay, cool. And then the roller coasters, physics are not an option. So um, if if it if if you build a roller coaster where you know you don't have enough speed, it will automatically put in the little boosters to speed you through. And so it's sort of dumbed down the building aspect. There really is no financial or strategic aspect to it. It's more like an adventure game with mini games. Um, 
and um, it's I, 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 I don't think they really understood what they were making, but it's not. I think we've spent you know maybe four hours playing in about three years or however long we've had it. It's it's just not not really that interesting. And did you so so what I'm what I'm wondering, Steve, is this the moment that your daughter first realized that her father was flawed <laughs> when when he shows up with Thrillville? Hey kids, you're gonna love this. <laughs> um there were several other games before that that she realized that I was flawed. But yeah, that is one where we definitely I'm like, this is gonna be great and she's like, No, not at all. <laughs> Go back to the original. I'm trying to think of the game that that, that would have been. Um, yeah, where where did Dad lose his gaming cred? Well, you know what? We got that um, for the Wii. They love the Wii. I mean, um, and and we got that. Um, oh, what was the? Was it uh, one of the? Is this one of the Waggle game? One of the Nintendo Waggle games came out, Mario Party or something. Right. And, and I'm like, this is going to be the best game ever. Oh wait, wait, no, I'm sorry. It was. I, I now I know. I'm sorry. I, I'm totally wrong. The the day they knew that I was full of crap was when I brought home Animal Crossing for the Wii. I got it from for Christmas. Said this is going to be the greatest game ever, and even I couldn't stand it. It was horrible. They wanted nothing to do with it, and 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 so and so that was you know they, I think they played along before that, but Animal Crossing was the game, and that was just last Christmas where they realized that Dad did not know everything about games. Now, oddly enough, Animal Crossing works tremendously for some people, but I am with you and your daughters. Uh, if, if there's, if, if we're gonna divide the world into people who despise and love Animal Crossing, you, me, and your three daughters can be on the side of people who despise it. We'll, we'll start that faction right now. Well, it, it was just that, um, they had been playing, um, uh, webkins, you know, just some, you know, playing something online and they, they get their little pets and stuff and they do that for a while. Um, and, and I'm like, well, this is going to be kind of like that, you know, and you're going to, there's going to be people and you can talk to them and do stuff. And I think it was just empty when we started and I, I was waiting for more, something to happen. And, and I think they're looking at me like, well, what happens? I don't know. I'm new to this too. So, yeah. So the animal crossing requires a long-term investment and it also requires, I think, multiple people playing it on the same system so that your towns can interact. It, oh, it starts off really? very slow. Yeah. Like the whole idea is each of your daughters is supposed to have their own town and then you send gifts to the other towns and you can visit someone's town and I guess, you know, plant rose bushes or whatever in front of their house. Like it, it's this weird self-contained model of, of, of cities that have limited interaction with each other. So uh, it'd be better on the DS, I guess. Well, I think the idea, I mean, I guess you could do it that way, but the idea is that it also works on a GameCube or a Wii, uh, where one daughter sits down and plays it for a while when she feels like it, and then when another daughter comes down and sits down to play her town, she'll have gifts from the first daughter. It's a weird model, and no other game tries that for good reason. I think it's going to be supplanted by social gaming and various other things. But it, yeah, The it, reason why I say the DS is obviously they could they could actually send the stuff to each other, but also because it seems sounds like the type of game you know, where, where you need to kind of be doing it on your own for a little while. And in this house, nobody's doing anything right. on their own for a little while. Right. I mean, yes. they, you know, if, if uh, iCarly's not on the TV in the next 15 minutes, you know, we got to turn, you know, uh, um, uh, animal crossing off, which of course has been the way for a year and a half now. So yeah, we are absolutely right. Yeah. So if, if they're not each having their own time with animal crossing, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Right. So I want to get back a little bit to roller coaster tycoon three. Uh, a lot of people disliked some of the changes in it. It didn't work for them. Uh, so so Thrillville was terrible, but Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 itself, 
Uh, so you liked being able, of course, this was a novelty, to build rides and then ride them and see them from a first-person perspective or third-person perspective. Yeah, so I like that. Okay, what about the rest of the game? Okay, so um, um, I did like this. The sandbox was, was well done, too, in that one as well, where people just start showing up and uh, and they start writing our stuff, and I like that. Um, I liked the ride... If if done correctly, the 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 feature that that would finish the ride for you, um, that was really useful if you if you used it when um when uh it could actually finish the ride for you you know didn't didn't go off into space and not find you know a way to finish you, you know what I'm talking about? It's where like if you're if you just want it to go ahead and finish up the track and exactly. move it back around. Yes, yes, right. Um, yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, I there were. I know there were there were things like um, uh, there were groups that would show up and want to go on certain rides, um, and I remember experiencing that a few times and sort of frustrated because they weren't going on the things that I had built. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and I know that um, that there were also um, what a, VIPs would show up too, which I thought was a very interesting idea. You know, to have have VIPs show up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and what I didn't like about it at the first version was that you couldn't tunnel through anything, which was which was the which was the best part of the first roller coaster tycoon for me was building these elaborate you know scapes of rides that went through and under and through hills and all around, um, and they didn't add that back until I believe the a patch or the second or the the first update you know the uh, the the animal thing or the the water thing or whatever it was um, you couldn't tunnel through things which seemed Seemed like, you know, in a 3D environment, that would be obvious that you could make tunnels, you know, make rides underground. Mm-hmm. Um, so for to, I, I do believe that um, most of the uh, strategies I used in the first game, first couple games, did still work. You know, you you did still need to make a bathroom at the end of every ride, no matter what. You know, you, you needed to space benches and trash cans out, you know, evenly across all your paths or, or things would get, get out of hand really, really quickly. All that stuff still worked. Um, so to, for, for, to, to that extent, I liked it. I also liked um, the new rides that were based on really old classic rides. Like the, I think the v- Virginia Wheel was one of them. You know, like you would if you if you made two sharp turns, those things would fly off the track and you know explode into uh, into your music bar. I liked the fact that you had to you couldn't just build some some really super you know amazing track. You had to gear your um your track to the actual aspects of the ride you were building so um it, it, you know i i i actually liked it a lot i the, i didn't really care for the animal thing or the water thing which were the the expansion packs because as far as animals go i think zoos and animals you know aren't handled the same way that amusement park rides are you know and you, zoos don't necessarily add you know the polar bear as an attraction the same way you add a you know a roller coaster mm-hmm. um you know, a roller coaster is not on the endangered species list. You know, they're not saving it for something. <laughs> and and the pools just seemed, if if I could have, if they would have integrated with the water rides in the actual rest of the amusement park, I would have understood it. But they they were so separate that it, it didn't seem like I wanted to make an all water park, but you couldn't do it because, you know, your water rides had to be in a separate area than your pools. And I don't know, that just for some maybe that's just me, but it pissed me off that I couldn't put them together in one thing. It, it seems like there's there's uh, there's room for someone to use really cool liquid physics, like the physics of the way liquid works, in some kind of a, a water park uh, tycoon game. Yeah, and I and I just don't think they did it that well. Right. No, you're exactly right. I, I remember that. 
it was just an ad. I mean, it was an add-on. It was fun. You know, it gave you more stuff to do. Um, but I think as some people pointed out that um, you could just make a pool and everyone would be happy and that's what they would go do. And it sort of – if you made pools, that was the best attraction for people in the entire game. So it, it sort of made it so you didn't need to even make roller coasters or any other ride. Swimming pool tycoon. Yeah, swimming pool tycoon. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned the, the animal things. Do any of the zoo games work for you? For me, not really. But for the girls, they liked um, um, Zoo Tycoon, the original Zoo Tycoon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it was fine. You know, I, 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 they, the, the economics of those are just weird, though, because, you know, again, I guess roller coasters and economics are, are also weird. But it's but it's roller coasters. So you can, you know, at least, you know, you're buying pieces of track and it kind of makes sense. Um, but that, you know, the way that you had to like, you had to like buy, um, a, uh, uh, you know, a, an animal trainer for every animal and stick them in the thing. It just, it just seems so, it seems so not like an actual zoo that, um, it, like I wouldn't, it seemed like you just wouldn't operate a zoo that way, the way that you were playing, playing zoo tycoon. Um, it's, it's tough to capture too, I think the appeal of looking at an animal in in a video game like that like i re- i remember them like like how do you make the fact that a lion just sits there in the shade <laughs> how do you make that interesting a, a roller coaster whipping around on a track and people screaming and yelling that's inherently interesting but well, a lion which is like a high end zoo animal it just kind of sits there and its tail twitches well, like those, the a giant desert tortoise to me is like the yes. most fascinating thing at the zoo <laughs> That isn't going to come out very well. It's, right, it's going to be a little 2D lump. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't move. You know? you know. You can't see its eyes looking at you saying, thinking that it's 130 years old and you're not. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You know what? It's such, yeah, the, the, the immediacy of seeing an animal is what makes a zoo appealing. And, and video games just never quite captured that very well, those tycoon games. Right. And so that, I mean, I, mean, I get, I, that's why the roller coaster tycoon, the roller coasters are so interesting. I mean, like like you, you said, I mean, you can actually see it happening, and you know, uh, especially with roller coaster tycoon itself, and not the Thrillville ones, when actually your design, you know, figures into whether it's actually going to work or not. You know, right. there are physics involved, there is some planning involved to make it work, um, and and that I think is one of the main appeals to the whole to to, to that series. And I think why the other tycoon games didn't really do that well. Can, can you think of one that did well? You mean general tycoon yeah, games? Yeah, tycoon games. Not certainly not that well. I mean, the, th- the thing is, they like one of the things missing from the the roller coaster tycoon games. When I think of, I want to go back and play a tycoon game. Uh, I miss the concept of of trading goods, of that that sort of economic aspect of building industry and manufacturing and, and whatnot. Uh, the the transport tycoon had. Uh, so so they they. Different tycoon games, even though they're in the same genre, satisfy very different kinds of things I want to do. Uh, right, and 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 um, I think the copies of Roller Coaster Tycoon were like, hey, you know what? Roller coasters are fun. You know what else is fun? Ski resort. Woo! But malls. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> prison. Prison. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you know, pri- I never played that, but I, you know, I kind of like the the cheekiness of that. You know, someone would, oh, make a prison tycoon, you know, but, but you know, I, I, it's probably a horrible game, but at least, you know, the thought is kind of funny. Well, I think, Steve, that there are, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I have seen Prison Tycoon 4, so it apparently <laughs> did well enough that they have made at least four of them. Uh, and, and yeah, the, uh, I, the, the, I know there's recently, there's, see, there was a wine tycoon game. 
Yeah, I saw that <laughs> winemaker something or other. I don't think do they do they attach tycoon to the names anymore? Like you mean maybe it's trademarked or something? No, surely they can't. No, do no, trademark. I mean, do they even do like is is that tycoon? Is that old hat for naming, or is it really wine tycoon? It might really be wine tycoon, okay. but I, I that it might just be that in my imagination, so I'm I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, the the lengths that the tycoon series has has gone are, are pretty absurd and 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 amusing. Well, and what I was I'm kind of sad about. It. I, I was waiting for the next roller coaster tycoon, and what I wanted them to do, what I always thought would be interesting, and what they what they didn't even do in three, which is a little disappointing to me, was there's no there's no view of you actually competing. In, a, in in the rest of the world again, uh, with other you know um, amusement parks right it's always you competing against your own stupidity right again it... <laughs> and I don't know about you Steve but that's a pretty formidable opponent it, it okay. is it is a formidable <laughs> but I always thought like like what if you know I mean I always thought of roller coaster tycoon could be almost civilization like where you're you're take you you you've got these other um, you know uh, amusement parks that you need to you're actually competing against and they're being built at the same time and and maybe it's a multiplayer game right but i always thought that they could the next version would would expand the scope a bit to not just be you against yourself um and they never got there i can see that like you're you're competing for the same pool of patrons exactly you know there's only so many patrons to spend so many dollars and it's up to you and and three other players and that, Steve, by the way, that's something that you get from a good railroad tycoon game. Right. Uh, is this sense of limited resources, and there's different companies competing for them. Uh, so yeah, the, the roller coaster tycoon games unfortunately never went that route. Uh, because you know, to... for example, you would you would take advertising. You'd advertise, yep. and then and then you, you know, it was a it was a sliding scale. How much you advertise, you get that many more people to come in. But what if you're advertising against other people, you know, other people advertising at the same time, you know, then it's not necessarily, you know, the same. You're not actually going to get exactly the same what you put into it. And that at least would make it interesting. And and your park, of course, would appeal to different kinds of people. You know, are you the thriller, the thrill seeker park or are you the more tranquil one that, that people bring their girlfriend to? That kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I just like that. Idea. I mean, I know that's that's a little far fetched, but, you know, why I, don't you why don't you get your overlords at Mattel to, to get on that? Um, no comment, <laughs> but I will say this, there is those, uh, Zynga, you know, I think, I think you guys talk, do you guys talk about Zynga a couple podcasts? Uh, so we had Andrew Mayer on talking about Farmville and, and social games and yeah, so Zynga came up. Yeah. I think also, by the way, I think Andrew and I worked at Mattel. I think he, he possibly worked at Mattel for the five minutes that we owned the company. <laughs> I tried to ask him about that. And I think he shied away because he didn't want any, well, he didn't want to have to think about it, but, but I, <laughs> I think we did work at the same place four or five minutes before uh-huh. you know we sold them. Anyway, Zynga has some sort of amusement park Facebook tycoon like thing. You know, I, I didn't, I never tried it, so I don't know if it's, if you know, what it is. But I noticed it the other day when I when I was lo- looking at uh, Facebook games. So and it could possibly have some of these features in it. Uh, I have no idea. I will bet you dollars to donuts, Steve, that it doesn't and that it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never tried one, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. Uh, so if you were to go back right now to a roller coaster tycoon game, and by the way, have you been playing them recently at all, or is this a nostalgia thing for you? You know what? Um, I, 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 I lost disc one of roller coaster tycoon three, but just meaning the original disc, not the, not the packs. And, um, I have not played it in about six months. When I reinstalled, you know, so no, it, it's it's nostalgia in the fact that six months ago I was still playing it, and now I'm not. 
Now, if you were to go back to one of the games, would it be three, or would it be uh, would it be the old the classic two D gameplay of the first roller coaster? Take? It would be. It would definitely be three, but without the, the the zoo or the the pools, only because I don't want I don't want even the option to go that way. Right. Right. Yeah, I just want to play with the with with the way it was. You know, I think with but with whatever update allowed me to go build underground. Right. Now, uh, what do you remember? I've always wondered about this. There's the classic when you when you could quiz your little people what they think about different rides. Oh yeah. There was that. It was a weird like English twist or something where they would say uh, such and such is very good value. Do you know what I'm talking? <laughs> yeah. Now, now did did Chris Sawyer just like is that a typo or what was going on? It, you know he built that whole thing right. So he right, built right. It from scratch, and I'm just thinking that that's that. You know when you're when you're when you're a programmer and you don't want to you're trying to you're trying to write some sort of language you know something that dynamically creates sentences um you know you you and i've done that several times in the past and you just you get to the point where you know it's like hey you know people understand what i'm saying i gotta move on to the next thing (laughs) i can't be bothered to put this indefinite article in there exactly just just i gotta move on okay this (laughs) you know the the physics are not working on that you know i i I gotta move on to something else that's what i would think it is it's just an oversight from from uh, the fact that he thought he'd put in so much other great stuff, why would people complain about this? And and it's entered parlance too. It's entered the common parlance. Like anybody who's played Roller Coaster Tycoon, if you say, uh, you know, such and such is very good value, <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows what that is. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's because the article doesn't fit in every every sentence, right? So you you just can't if you unless you have some sort of weird you know uh, test every time, you know, you you really can't put it in there. Yeah. Uh, now you said there was a board game that's terrible. Yes, a, I'm a um, roller coaster tycoon board game. Yes, I'm trying. Okay, I have two two amusement park board games. One is the Magic Kingdom game, which is Disneyland made it, and one is a roller coaster tycoon game. So I may be mixing these up, but I believe in in the roller coaster tycoon game, your your entire job was you're a patron. Now, I may be wrong about this, and your job is to go, you get, like, some cards, and you need to visit, Oh God! like, a certain <laughs> number of rides and get out. It has zero to do with what you would, like, how you would play role. It was, like, totally from the perspective of, we've got this license, you know, we're going we're gonna to slap some other game idea we had onto it. And, you know, it's almost like they made the game a life and put Roller Coaster Tycoon on it. Ah, uh, because you're not, yeah, you're not a tycoon. Where's the tycoon yeah, there? The yeah. tycoon doesn't exist. You're I, not... I, um, unfortunately, I, I should have gone and look. it may that may not be it. That might be the um, the uh, the Disney game, but I I remember them being fairly similar. So um, I'll have to go check it out, and I can I can write a message about what it really is. I, I believe that's it, though. Yeah, that sounds too bad if that is the case. Uh, now uh, I don't know if you know this, Steve. I'm going to ask you a completely random question. Yeah, I answer nothing... these every week. I never, never get anything. So okay. Uh, oh, actually, that's right. I do see Jupiter Jones consistently in the drawing. Consistently screws right. it up. So whatever. Okay, go. Uh, and you could win some because uh, I know you have a Wii. I, Steve, I have so many Wii games to give away. <laughs> I am. I've got a closet full of them. I would love for somebody to win a Wii game. <laughs> Okay, here's right. the most random question. Who's the most famous cow in the world? Cow? I mean, Bessie. Isn't there, isn't there what was that, what's the, Bessie, what, what is that from? <laughs> Bessie the cow. 
I'm sorry, I cannot help you with your answer. I'm saying Bessie the cow. That's my answer. <laughs> Who is no Bessie idea. the cow? Bessie, no... first of all, I don't think there's a technical. I don't think there's one Bessie. Bessie is just the stereotypical cow name. Right, right, I don't think there's an actual Bessie uh, that I know of. Uh, so, so the most famous cow. Well, I mean, there are those cows in the Chick Fil A ads. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Those are kind of yeah. famous. Um, but I don't know. I mean, cow, you've got me. That is a random question. Now, the one that I would expect people to come up with is this cow has historical – I'm going to try to guide you towards it because uh, this would be my answer. This cow has historical significance. Uh, this cow uh, was a great destroyer of not cities but one city. Do you know what I'm getting at? I, I don't know, Tom. I'm this not- cow is the bane of Chicago. This might be obscure. So presumably... <laughs> well, for me, maybe. Well, presumably, and I don't know if this is one of these apocryphal historical things, but presumably the Great Chicago Fire was started by a cow kicking over a, a lantern into hay or whatever. Really? Have you ever heard of that before? I probably have heard of it multiple times and I've forgotten. You but know. you know what, You know what, Steve? That might be one of those things like George Washington uh, chopping down a cherry tree. Like it's some apocryphal story that somebody made up. But I, that's I'm what I think. I'm fascinated. What's the name of the cow? Probably Bessie. Probably Bessie. Okay, probably Bessie. <laughs> so uh, there will be a... a thread in everything else with that question as the subject header. Uh, Steve, you're already in the drawing once again, so you don't have to answer it, but you can uh, because you've given your answer, just generic Bessie. Uh, anybody who posts in that thread with a candidate for the most famous cow and who also specifies the color of this cow goes into the drawing. So you must say, you must mention your famous cow, and in your post you must also mention what color this cow is. And there's only a couple of choices, you know. I guess you could have purple cows, but is it a brown cow, is it a black and white cow? So you have to mention its color to go into the drawing. Well, that, that, that yes, that sounds fantastic. Now, do you also, uh, so th- this, by the way, I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't own a lot of stuffed animals. In fact, I only own one stuffed animal. <laughs> And it's a cow from the Harvest Moon games. Uh, did you ever play those? Like they're they're well, kind of like tycoon games, and the, they're they're like they're like farm. Vi- you know what? I did. I played one on the on the PS2. I had a Harvest Moon game, um, and I did enjoy it. But it's one of those things that my sister um, saw it, and she is a she is the target audience for all casual games. <laughs> and, and she, damn her, she borrowed my uh, my copy. Um, so I think I went through the adventure, and I, I, I don't know, it's so long ago. I visited my friend, one of the friends in town, and I started some plot in the backyard. And this may be, you know, completely off base. And then she saw it, and she borrowed it, and I never got it back. <laughs> well, that 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 actually, I would have been curious to hear because I enjoyed the Harvest Moon series for some of the same reasons that I like Roller Coaster Tycoon, namely that there was a sort of a strategy game there that it, it had an aesthetic value. It was built around this idea of a farm. Uh, they're very weirdly Japanese, though, Steve. I mean, they you know, have... Obviously, I, I saw that, yeah. And and she did... I remember my sister mentioning that she loved them in the same way that she liked the Rollercoaster roller Tycoon like games, because that she, she likes those games as well. And she keeps asking me for the next one to get it for. Um, I just haven't, you know, done it. Harvest Moon, the next Harvest yeah, Moon. Yeah, next Harvest Moon. Like she, I think I, I got her a DS for her birthday, 
is there are Harvest Moon games for the DS, right? Oh, there are so many too, Steve. I wouldn't even know. There's some that add dungeon crawling. I think there's even one with like a science fiction twist. Uh, <laughs> I'd there... like to see a dungeon crawl. That sounds... Well, that actually, I mean, that's, I forget the name of it, uh, Runes of Destiny or some generic thing like that. But you're, you build your, you have so many, your resources, time, you have so many hours in the day before you get tired and have to go to bed. So you have to spend some of the time tending your farm and your animals. And then any time left over, you go do a dungeon crawl <laughs> in the <laughs> local dungeon and you get as far down the dungeon as you can and you, you get more powerful, uh, items to help you spelunk. So there's two tracks of advancement. You're farming and you're, you're dungeon crawling. I, that sounds fascinating. So what's the name of that one? Oh, it's the Glyphs of Destiny. Oh, I'm, I can't believe I don't know. It's on the DS, right? It's on the DS, and it's, I think, the most recent one. Because that's and why it, I do all my RPG gaming on the DS, because that's the only place to do it these days. So, well, well, you know what? If, if you have any patience for something that has mandatory farming, and I enjoyed that part yeah, of farming it. farming would be fine. And I think as a Roller Coaster Tycoon aficionado, you might appreciate it. Try to figure out which one it is that has the dungeon crawling. It should be a fairly simple Google job, and I think you would enjoy that game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. Now, do you know who you know? So Troy Goodfellow is a guy that I do strategy gaming podcasts with. This I is, have listened to those in the past. So I actually foisted this off onto him, thinking that he would enjoy it, and he kind of did. I think he's reluctantly admitted that he enjoyed it. But he, from a strategy gaming perspective, I, I tried to push him into playing this Harvest Moon, and I think it kind of took. But he's reluctant to confess to that. What about from the RPG perspective? Is it is it a simplified you know dungeon? You go in the dungeon, you get you 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 advance slowly. Yeah, um, it's it's very much. Uh, so here's a weird thing: how far you get in the dungeon is again, it, it's partly your gear, it's partly I think you have very basic stats. But part of what you have to do to uh, push yourself farther and farther into the dungeon is you find patches of farmable ground in the dungeon. In the dungeon. So you want to farm plants in there that increase your stamina and let you get farther. Are so, these plants? Oh, so are these? They're plants? like they're like potions in a way. I think uh, that's interesting. Oh, so so like you and and they grow like every day. You'll get another health potion down below in the. Yep. Pretty much like that. Yep. You, you, and you you sort of it's like you know what Steve? It's like setting up forward bases of operation. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> what. I would I would love this game. And it's a, it's a slow build-up. Like, it, it slowly, it folds in new mechanics as it goes. Uh, so it, it's a very slow build-up, but, uh, yeah. Can you, can you save anywhere? Do you have to save back? That's a good question, and I'll bet you need to know that, don't I you? I do need to know that. Purposes. Well, on the DS, you can just close it, but that doesn't always, you know. Because you might want to swap out another game. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Steve? By the way, this makes me want to ask you real quick before we go uh, about iPhone games. Yes, I well, just, got, you, just got an iPod Touch yesterday. Ah, okay. What's working for you? What have I you just? Done? Well, I looked at Fidget. Um, okay. There's a website that I visit every once in a while. Vaguely know of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I saw that this guy liked the Quest, so I downloaded that, and it is basically it brings me back to my Dungeon Master of the 80s. It's, it's yeah. really, really well done. So I like that, and I got the free app today, which was the hunting game, which did. Oh, I saw that, but I couldn't bring myself to download a hunting game. Do you like that? No, it was horrible. <laughs> You get what you pay for, Steve. Yes, get what you, it was, you know, but what what it did show me is that I don't want to be in the business of making iPhone games. Is you have to give away for free every day. Yeah, I know, I know. What anyway. other platform could do that? Could you no, imagine right. that on Xbox Live? That would be. <laughs> hey, they have games for eighty points now, though the indie games. So that's almost free. I'm not paying eighty points for some indie game unless it comes highly recommended. <laughs> some of them are good, you know. Come on, really? 
Yeah, there was a uh, well, I like retro games, so there's a retro like retro evolved Space Invaders for 80 points. That was actually fun. I now, got a dollar's worth of fun out of it. Have you seen the Space Invaders for uh, the iPhone? No, I have not. I, I recommend. I mean, it's probably it's a 99 cent thing. And now you're thinking, how on earth would they do Space Invaders on an iPhone? Because that's what I think. And the thing is, they do. It's amazing what they come up with. It, it's it's well, you'll you'll see. Uh, is, it, go, is, it, is it Tato that made it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yep. Okay. It's a licensed Space Invaders thing. That what they're doing with their Space Invaders license, I really like. Uh, okay, I, gotta, I gotta get that one. Now. So yeah, you gotta try that on the iPhone. And uh, you know what? If you don't like it, Steve, I will send you a check for ninety nine cents. I will refund your money personally. I, I, I not. <laughs> I love. You know, I'm. I'm. I just wonder how they do retro games on with the touch, you know, screen. But um, but that I I love retro. I've spent way more money on crappier things, crappier collections of retro games in the past. So. Right, right. Well, I, I recommend it, so tr- try that one. Uh, well, Steve, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me. Uh, tell your daughters I, I said hello. Uh, tell your <laughs> wife uh, to trust your gaming taste. You, you, you sound very well adjusted, and uh, I, I think you're, you're on the right track uh, as long as you don't bring home more Thrillvilles. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that again. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, by the uh, way. Was during there. <laughs> so, uh, everyone listening, join us next week. We will have Qubit. I don't think that's his real name. We'll find out what it is. Discussing Fallout 3. Now, I know you didn't play Fallout 3 because that's one of those hardcore games that requires like 80 hours. No, I did. I, I have it. I played it I played it up until I got to the first town, and then um, and that's as far as I got. But I played the original, so I had to at least play it. And so I you, got, you got out of the vault, and you got to see that opening I shot. I got out of the vault, and I, it was Wait, awesome, and right. that, was, that was all I could get out of it until I, you know, I... I, I found that then, you know, someone needed their homework done and then the rest of the world was out. <laughs> well, you got to the money shot, as it were. I did. So. It was fun. I, it was worth 50 bucks to get there. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, Steve, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Uh, and we will be seeing you around on the forum. Okay. All right. Th- thanks a lot. Uh-huh.